Hargus, a short story. The Farm, Chapter 1. Living in Greece, a young olive tree farmer by the name of Targus is doing his daily task around the farm. He's a tall man with kind eyes, and his village, Columbari, shows great respect towards him. After he's done harvesting, he brings the olives to be washed. Eventually, he'll bring the olives to a market where he sells them on nice Fridays. An extraordinary man had caught Targus's eye. His name was Neon, and he was known as the town's crazy person. One morning, he walked over to Targus and started yelling to him about a prophecy. I've seen it in my dreams. The reckoning is coming. The, the trees are going to die. There will be nothing left. He yelled. Well, let's hope that's not for a long time. You shouldn't be yelling so loud or the guards will hear us. Targus responded. The soldiers walked towards Targus and the old man. Have you two seen the old man spreading all these rumors? The Buffalo King soldiers had asked. No, why? My papa was and I have been here the whole time. Targus responded. All right, go about your business, said the soldiers now walking away. Why did you protect me? Neon's curiosity had spoken. It was the right thing to do, but I must be on my way. Targus said, carrying his haul from the day back to his farm. You mustn't forget about the prophecy. Neon had shouted, although Targus was already on his way home. Shriveling up, chapter two. It was a nice Sunday morning when tragedy struck. Targus was laying in bed relaxing on his day off when Neon had burst through his door screaming. It's here, it's here. I was right, the day has come. The plants are shriveling up and the town's gone mad. We need your help, Targus, you're the only one. Targus slowly got up. All right, I'll head it down and figure out what's going on. Targus said tiredly. On his way to the center of his small city, his face had gone in shock when he saw the plants were dead. We need volunteers to go find the thieves who stole the jewel of Demeter. One yelled. We need the strongest of the men to go capture the thieves. Another stated. A strange figure had emerged from the crowd. I volunteer, said the man. Targus recognized him as his cousin Carl, and then something inside Targus forced him to yell. I too volunteer. Hidden, chapter 3. Targus walks to Carl and asks, What makes you want to help? It was never really your thing. Well, I felt bad about your farm and wanted to help out. He responded roughly. Where are we going to find a boat, though? The guards didn't provide us with one. Targus asked. I may be able to help. Neon said, interrupting the conversation. I know where you can get a boat. Neon had led the young men to an eerie cavern, covering the door they vines that would cover up the mystical cove with boats. As they walked in, Targus and Carl examined the ships to find one that fit their needs. Finally, Targus spotted the perfect boat. There, that's the one we need. And soon enough, they were sailing off into the horizon. The Beginning, Chapter 4 It's a little bit stormy out here. Are we sure we're going to be able to catch up? Asked Targus. I think I know a shortcut a little ways west. If we can get there, we, I'm sure we can cut them off. Carl responded, struggling to lower the sail. They were getting tossed across the ship by the big waves. We may be able to get out of this weather if we straighten the ship out. Yelled Carl, adjusting the steering. All right, I'll get the sail. Targus responded. The team adjusts the steering and gets the ship out of the storm. That was a close one, said Carl, panting. Do you need any water? You seem drained. Targus offered. Yeah, that would be nice, said Carl, grabbing the water for a sip. Well, where's the shortcut of yours? Shortcut, Chapter 5. This ocean is normally abandoned, so we shouldn't have any interference, Carl said confidently. It's pretty weird, considering this could be the perfect trade route to the kingdom of Khabib. Targus questioned. The two kept sailing through the shortcut until the boat abruptly stops. 
What the? Tiger said leaning over the boat. Water doesn't just do that. Carl <laughs> concluded. The water starts to move as the two notice a shadow flashing past them. What was that? Carl said, nervously reaching for his weapon. As soon as Carl drew his sword, a giant monster leaped from the water and attacked him. It was the size of their ship with fish fins and a boar head. It had spikes on its side and it has two tails. It started to destroy the boat until a target leaped on its back and slashed one of its eyes out. The monster retreated in pain back into the deep. Shipwreck, Chapter 6 As they traveled beyond the shortcut, they came across two ships, similar to the ones who robbed them. Hey, those could be them. Target said with excitement. Yes, that's them. I know it. Clara responded. The ship abruptly hits the shore, making a clear path for them to jump off. Following close behind the men, they found themselves deep in a cave. The only thing lighting up their way was a torch that had red and orange light coming from the top. I see you have made it. An unfamiliar voice spoke with such assertiveness. Stepping out of the deep, dark shadows was a built-looking man who was followed by three others. Such a pleasure to meet you. Carl has told me such wonderful things about you. A smirk had appeared on the man's face as he took one boot closer. Liar. Chapter 7. Targus leadingly pulled out his sword and pointed it at the man's neck. What did you just say? The man only smiled as he looked behind Targus, only to meet Carl's peculiar face. Oh, poor cousin. Such a shame. What will everyone think when I tell them you stole the jewel? Won't be much of a hero, will you? Carl was antagonizing Targus as he briefly turned around to face his cousin himself. You liar! It was you all along. How could have I been so clueless? Carl had only laughed at his cousin, watching him degrade himself as if he were some hopeless charity case. As Targus found himself distracted by his thoughts, he only just realized he had been slashed in the shoulder by a halberd. Before he had time to react, another slash and his leg was bleeding. Amaranthine, Chapter 8 By the time Targus had killed off the men, the sun was starting to set on his third day on this trip would be coming to an end. Worryingly, he searched all the bodies for something that would help him locate the Amaranthine jewel. He had found nothing other than a key in Carl's pocket. Limping back to his ship as blood trickled down his body, he reached for some cloth to wrap his wounds. Searching his own ship from head to toe, he had found nothing, or so he thought. Underneath, Chapter 9. Frantically searching for the jewel, the last place to check was the captain's quarter, where Carl spent most of his hours. It couldn't have been any more obvious to Targus. The jewel was right in front of him the whole time. But alas, the room was now trashed, and not a single jewel was found. Slamming his foot upon the ground, he heard a creak and discovered a floorboard slightly sticking out of its placement. Targus had smiled to himself as he discovered a locked box with something inside it. Using the key, he unlocked the box only to reveal a brightly shining amaranthine jewel. Chapter 10. Home. He safely stored the jewel and set sail back to his home in Greece. What would he tell his fellow friends and neighbors? He didn't know. The way home was calm as the birds flew with the wind. Tigris enjoyed life at sea, but he could not wait to go home and save his island. If it went for Neon, everyone's crops would be dead, and the goddess of agriculture, Demeter, would have been extremely furious. As he reached his homeland on the fourth day, his people were waiting for him to return and were shocked to find out he was the only one to survive. Options, Chapter 11 Cheering was heard all throughout the village. Demeter's jewel was planted back in the ground, and old man Neon had to ask Targus a very important question. Your journey has done great things for your homeland, so the gods are willing to give you an offer. Are you willing to become a mortal? Targus had set down his tea as he realized Neon was serious. Immortal, Chapter 12 In conclusion, Targus had chosen to become immortal while still owning his olive tree farm.
Going on many great journeys around the world, Targus couldn't have been more thankful for the life he had been given and the opportunities that flew his way. The end.